With God, nothing will be impossible. For he is our God. And the God of salvation is making all things new. Amen. Jesus said, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. We meet in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And also with you. So do sit down. And welcome to St. Mary's Horsham for this third Sunday in Lent. We are so pleased to have you joining with us in worship this morning, wherever you are. Our gospel reading today is the story of Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman at the well. So we'll be reflecting on how Jesus broke down barriers and ministered into her pain. So we continue in prayer together. Almighty God, your Son has opened for us a new and living way into your presence. Give us new hearts and constant wills to worship you in spirit and in truth. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. So let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. In a dark and disfigured world, we have not held out the light of life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. In a hungry and despairing world, we have failed to share our bread. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. In a cold and loveless world, we have kept the love of God to ourselves. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. So may God, who loved the world so much that he sent his Son to be our Saviour, forgive you your sins and make you holy to serve him in the world, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And our collect prayer. Eternal God, give us insight to discern your will for us, to give up what harms us and to seek the perfection we are promised. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So we sit for our Bible readings. The first reading is from Exodus 17, chapters 1 to 7. From the wilderness of sin, the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by stages as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidium, but there was no water for the people to drink. 
the people quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. Moses said to them, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water and the people complained against Moses and said, why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, what shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out of it so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massa and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord, saying, is the Lord among us or not? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. The second reading is from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and that character produces hope and that hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the, for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while, we were st while still were sinners, Christ died for us. Much more surely then, now that we have been justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more surely, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life. But more than that, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom have now received reconciliation. This is the word of the Lord.
This morning's gospel is taken from John chapter 4, beginning at verse 5. The Lord be with you. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. So Jesus came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. Fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, the time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming, and has now come, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth. They are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is Spirit, and his worshippers must worship in the Spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Just then, his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. No one asked, what do you want? Or, why are you talking with her? Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. He said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, 
Could someone have brought him food? I food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Don't you have a saying? It is still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the saviour of the world. This is the Gospel of the Lord. So my sermon this morning is going to take the form of an Ignatian reflection. So sit back. You may want to close your eyes, though there will also be an image on the screen which may help your reflections. The sun shone so fiercely that day as I made my way to the well. It was my usual pattern to visit the well in the heat of the day. I went then because I knew that no one else would, to make sure that I didn't bump into anyone. Friends, neighbors, members of my community that I hardly knew, but they were all so quick to judge, quick to condemn. It wasn't that I'd done anything so awful, though they didn't see it that way. Five husbands had come and gone. That was all they knew and gossiped about. What they didn't know was the pain that came with each failed relationship, the wound that grew deeper when I was rejected each time. With each man, I'd tried to live up to their expectations, tried to be the wife that they wanted from me. But once I'd been divorced by one man, it was too easy for the others to do the same, to become used property, cheap, easily married, easily divorced. But each time the divorce was granted, I was left wondering how I would be able to make ends meet. And in my despair, I threw myself too easily into the arms of any man who offered me hope. It became a vicious cycle. I wasn't proud of myself, but what could I do? 
so it came to be that my regular trips to fetch the water from the well were done in the heat of the day. The discomfort of the heat was less painful than the discomfort of my shame. But on that day, as I made the tired journey towards the well, I found an unexpected companion, a Jewish man traveling through the region of the Samaritans. Seeing him already there beside the well, I prepared myself for the abuse that was bound to come. Jews had nothing good to say about Samaritans. But his words to me were not critical, but strange. He asked me to give him a drink of water. Me, a woman of Samaria, and this Jewish man wanted me to make him unclean through my cup. Well, of course, I told him I couldn't possibly say yes. Him a Jew and me a Samaritan. Didn't he realize what he was asking me? But he responded just as firmly. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Well, now I was intrigued. What on earth did he mean, living water? I voiced my confused questions, and he answered with gentleness, but with conviction. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give will never thirst. As the sun beat relentlessly on my weary back, I gazed down towards the bottom of the well. I was so conscious of my immediate thirst, and yet this man seemed to be promising so much. So I decided in that moment to surrender my inhibitions with this man as I had with so many others. I asked him boldly, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. Lifting his eyes, he looked straight at me and said, Go, call your husband and come back. My mind became a haze of clouds punctuated by rushing questions. Did he know my story? Did he know the shame that I carried with me? Part of me wanted to leave there and then, but another part of me didn't want to give up so easily on the things that he'd offered. And so, lifting my eyes once again, I said to him, I have no husband. And when he spoke again, I couldn't mistake the care in his voice. All right when you say that you have no husband. The fact is that you have had five husbands. The man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. Tears pricked at the corners of my eyes as I heard this man speak out loud the truth of who I had become, yet who spoke of the tatters of my life with compassion and not condemnation. He didn't seem shocked by my story, simply saddened. As I looked again at this astonishing man, I wondered who he was. An idea was growing in my mind. Could this be? Could this man? Stumbling over my words, I began to voice my wondering. I know that Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. 
There was a silence as my words hung in the air, and then his response, I who speak to you am he. My heart was racing, the Messiah. My whirring thoughts were interrupted by the return of his group, his disciples, I imagined, and I saw the looks on their faces as they realized that their rabbi was talking to a Samaritan woman. But they didn't say anything. They seemed to have learned already that their master was likely to surprise them. I abandoned my water jar and rushed back into the town. There wasn't time to make sense of what had happened. All I knew was that I wanted others to meet this man too. Breathless, I crashed into groups of gathered women. My shame was gone in the excitement of the moment, so I didn't care who I saw and who I spoke to. But I was sure of my message. Come, I urged them. Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Amen. So our junior choir are going to come now and sing for us as we have a time of reflection.
stand to affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. So we sit or kneel as Aaron comes to lead us in prayer. Dear Father God, thank you for your amazing grace, mercy and forgiveness and for being our ever-present help. Thank you for hearing the prayers we bring to you, understanding our troubles, and walking alongside us. Lord, help us encounter you in our daily lives at school, college, university, and work, with our friends and family, and those who you place in our path. Just as Jesus valued and showed love towards all, Help us as a church to welcome everyone, recognize their talents, and accept them without judgment. Guide us to show those who we meet the depth of your love and compassion. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord, please support those who continue to be affected by the war in Ukraine, in our local community here in Horsham, and in the wider world. Remembering the one-year anniversary since the conflict began, help us to understand the struggles and the loss that is a result of conflict. We pray for all those affected and for peace and stability. Father, we pray for the victims of the recent earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. Be with those who have lost family, homes and possessions and are facing uncertain future. We pray for the work of aid agencies and volunteers on the ground, rebuilding communities and providing emergency shelter and provisions for those who have lost everything. Lord, in your mercy. We thank you for King Charles and the royal family. We pray for all our leaders that they may have the wisdom and courage to make good choices and care for those who are in need. We lift to you those who are suffering in mind, body, or spirit. We ask for their healing, and we pray for all those working to care for others in hospitals, 
care homes and in the wider community. Father, be with each and every one of us as we begin a new week. Help us to use our gifts to serve you and give us joy and peace in our hearts. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. So would you like to stand as we share the peace together? Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Our offertory hymn is I Heard the Voice of Jesus Say. Upon the poverty of our love and the weakness of our praise, the transforming fire of your presence. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, we give you thanks and praise through your beloved Son Jesus Christ, your living word through whom you have created all things, who was sent by you in your great goodness to be our saviour. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he took flesh. As your son, born of the Blessed Virgin, he lived on earth 
and went about among us. He opened wide his arms for us on the cross. He put an end to death by dying for us and revealed the resurrection by rising to new life. So he fulfilled your will and won for you a holy people. And now we give you thanks because you give us the spirit of discipline that we may triumph over evil and grow in grace as we prepare to celebrate the Paschal mystery with mind and heart renewed. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name forever praising you and singing. you are holy indeed, the source of all holiness. Grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit and according to your holy will, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us, the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Great is the mystery of faith. So, Father, calling to mind his death on the cross, his perfect sacrifice made once for the sins of the whole world, rejoicing in his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, and looking for his coming in glory, we celebrate this memorial of our redemption. As we offer you this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, we bring before you this bread and this cup, and we thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. Send the Holy Spirit on your people and gather into one in your kingdom all who share this one bread and one cup, so that we in the company of the Blessed Virgin Mary, St. Leonard and all the saints 
may praise and glorify you forever through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory be yours, almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. So come to this table, not because you must, but because you may. Not because you are strong, but because you are weak. Come not because any goodness of your own gives you a right to come, but because you need mercy and help. Come because you love the Lord a little and would like to love him more. Come because he loved you and gave himself for you. Come and meet the risen Christ for we are his body. Amen.
merciful Lord, grant your people grace to withstand the temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil, and with pure hearts and minds to follow you, the only God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray together. Father of all, we give you thanks and praise that when we were still far off, you met us in your Son and brought us home. Dying and living, he declared your love, gave us grace, and opened the gate of glory. May we who share Christ's body live his risen life. We who drink his cup bring life to us. We whom the Spirit lights give light to the world. Keep us firm in the hope you have set before us, so we and all your children shall be free, and the whole earth live to praise your name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. So our final hymn is We Sing the Praise of Him Who Died.
Christ give you grace to grow in holiness, to deny yourselves, take up his cross and follow him. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Amen.